Welcome to 22 Motivational Minutes with Marlo, our brand performance podcast, where we connect and collaborate with other self-sustaining entrepreneurs, authors, and experts. Hi, I'm Marlo Higgins, your Chief Inspirational Officer. I like to say when we perform, we get paid. This podcast focuses on the areas of confidence, mindset, leadership, and performance, which all lead to increased revenues and sales. As your Chief Inspirational Officer, I'm focused on the development of people by unearthing their values, talents, and self-worth, otherwise known as that self-esteem factor. People matter, self-worth matters, time matters. When it all aligns, everything works. So this is 22 Motivational Minutes with Marlo Podcast, and it is our brand performance podcast. Today, we have a very special guest. We have Jarek Robbins with us today. Yay! And um, I want to read, who is Jarek Robbins, though, for those of you who may not know Jarek. I'm going to just read your bio, and then I'm going to let you step in and kind of take over. If there's anything else that you want to elaborate on, we'll just take it from there, okay? Cool. So who is Jarek Robbins? Jarek Robbins was born in Santa Monica, California. He is a decorated performance coach and lifestyle entrepreneur. And right there, you can already witness the fact of why we want to have him on this podcast. He has applied very innovative methods of living a life of adventure, philanthropy, and entrepreneurship. At the age of 23, Robbins was awarded the Congressional Award Gold Medal from the United States Congress. And I do want to have a conversation around that. And you can share more about that with our audience. But by 25, you gained international renown as the creator of a revolutionary approach to maximizing personal performance that accelerated organizational success for a very wide range of businesses. And so, you know, kind of based on that, I think people have a really good understanding. Is there anything, Jarek, that you want to elaborate for our audience? I think this will be important for them to know. When people ask who I am and what I do, the the simplest version, there's two things to this. One Uh, My number one goal every day is helping my wife feel like the most loved, adored, cherished, seen, and appreciated woman on the planet. She likes to add in, don't forget beautiful. It's like, always beautiful. (laughs) That's an obvious. I don't have to say that. Oh, what a blessing. Yes. And then number two, what we do as far as a business sense, we have a lot of different vehicles we use, whether it's coaching, speaking, training, podcasting, writing books, all this jazz. Those are all vehicles, but there's a core message underneath it, which is helping the people that need it most at the moment they need it with the message they need. Now we say, I don't know who you are, where you are, what you need, but every day we push out good thoughts through a variety of vehicles and hopes to find you at the moment it matters most. And I think people witness that. I mean, that's what attracted me to reaching out and saying, hey, I would love to have you as a guest because it's performance, it's motivation, it's just that positivity in the world. And give me your insight and give me some background knowledge about your motivation? Like, why did you select this career? What is it about Jarek Robbins that needs to bring that forward into the world? Sure. And, and so again, this is a vehicle. This career I choose to use, which is coaching individuals or coaching companies or going out and speaking and training, it's a vehicle. If I thought, and I, I just, you know, this is a thought to consider. If, if I thought juggling flaming batons and riding a tricycle would get the message to the person who needed it most, I would learn how to ride that tricycle real well. And, and this is the vehicle that allows me to transfer that message the best right now based on my talent, skills, and capabilities. Um, again, if I could sing, I know singing penetrates the soul way better than speaking does. I would learn how to sing and I would sing my face off to reach people in that unique and beautiful way. And it's the difference that makes all the difference for me. I mean, we get little notes on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube all over there. And, and it just says, hey, I really needed that today. I was like, yes, we did it. (laughs) And and as deep as, hey, someone gave me a copy of your book. I'm a soldier. I was deployed, came back with horrible PTSD. 
And over the last week, I've had my firearm in my mouth every other day wanting to pull the trigger. This young woman, young airman wrote me a note saying, someone gave me a copy of your book. I read it and it reminded me of my reason why I want to keep living. Thank you for that. Wow. I was like, oh, wow. we did it. Right. Exactly. Right. You <laughs> like that was it. Exactly. If that was the only reason the book was written, yeah. that was worth it. It was worth it. And, and, and so it's that. And, and so the whole, what do you do? We do speaking because speaking allows us to take little messages and throw them out there in people's lives like that. So it drops right at that moment when they were contemplating whether they wanted to keep living or not. We do coaching because it allows us to reach people that not only influences their life, but influences their company, influences their, their community, influences their families to be happier, healthier, stronger, and more fulfilled humans, more resilient when life tosses stuff at them and they need to work through it. Right. We do products because I take all the stuff that my high-end clients, uh, you know, they can afford this really expensive one-on-one -on -one personal performance coaching type stuff. We wrap that into a program and a product. We partner with a company like Udemy who has 19 million students around the world. We throw it on there and then we slash discount a $200 program to $10.99 so that we can have young people and older people too, all of them are welcome. But a lot of young people, we have students from 95 countries in that program right now. And one of my favorite things in the world is to get a message from an, a young engineering student in India saying, sir, thank you so much. The cold showers are really helping my performance in, in, <laughs> in studies today. And I'm like, we're doing it. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So you understand the vehicle, but the message is the most important, right? What is it about motivation? I like, and I want to get your take on this. I always say that inspiration is vision-driven, right? It's, it's very vision-driven, but motivation's goal-driven. Give me your take on, on motivation and, and the power that it has and what you've witnessed in your career. Sure. So I get labeled a motivational speaker. I, I would never title myself that. I'm a researcher of practical tools that get instant results. Mm. If I tell you to do something, like someone hit me up on Instagram and it was a young woman who had been abused, who the husband left, she was totally exhausted, he was fighting over child support with her and she was like, I feel like killing myself and I just downed a bunch of pills I probably shouldn't have. Mm. I was like, oh boy. Okay, one, call suicide hotline. I'm not a therapist, that's not my place to do this, but while you're waiting for them to respond, here's what I need you to do. Go take a three-minute ice-cold shower. Wow. And she's like, What? a three-minute ice-cold shower. And I'm like, I'm not going to try to motivate you. She's like, give me some inspiration, like motivate me to want to keep living. I was like, who am I to do that? I don't know what you're going through and it sounds pretty bad so far. And I was like, but watch this. Let's change your biochemistry. You have the most amazing advanced chemistry set in the world is your human body. If we throw you under ice-cold water for three minutes and you breathe your way through it, a friend of mine at Stanford Neuroscience has proven that it sets off all the positive benefits of fight or flight. So your eyes are going to focus, your muscles are going to tense, your body's going to break down sugars better, and you're going to be a superhuman version of yourself, which knocks the thought out of you. And in this case, we need to knock the negative thoughts out of her in that moment, just for the moment, to get her clear-minded. And then once we knock those negative thoughts out, we, we need to then focus on an outcome that's worth going after which is get on the phone, call the suicide hotline, let's talk to them and see if they can help get a next step for us right now. And so what's happening is we're using practical tools that get a really fast result. Um, I can show her how to do the same through, through a breathing pattern. I had a young kid reach out to me, a young guy in India who said, sir, I'm so depressed, I don't know what to do. And it sounds like that's all I work with. No, I work with great people. And everyone has their days. I'm just saying these are- say. <laughs> Because it's someone who seems lost who can get turned around like that. 
And, and this young guy was, was depressed and, and upset, didn't know what to do. And I was like, here's what I need you to do. You know, for some reason, he looks up to me and says, yeah, I'll do what you say. Like, tell me what to do. And I said, I want you to take that three-minute ice-cold shower every day. I want you to do three rounds of two different types of breathing, which I taught him. One, which was to reset the whole nervous system, which is really simple. It's, it's a long, slow breath in, like, and at the very top, when you feel completely full of air, you go a little bit more in your mouth and you go, <gasps> and then you squeeze, you bear down, you bear down on your shoulders, bear down on your neck, bear down on your face, bear down on your hands, bear down on your whole body, squeeze, 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 squeeze for like five to six seconds. And on six, when you're like, <gasps> you go, and you open your mouth and you drop all the air out at once, all of it, and you collapse. And you do that three times in a row. And by the third time, you reset the vagus nerve in your body, which is the equivalent of hitting the reset button on your PCU computer. You reset wow. the entire nervous system in three breaths. And now you've just released. They use this with golfers. They use this with Olympians. They use this with people who you're on national television. You use your swing. You totally shank your ball and you're like, nah, and you got to walk on live TV down the greenway to get to the ball where you totally screwed up and in your head's going crazy. And what do you do? You do three breaths and reset your whole nervous system. And then you come at it as if it's brand new. Okay. So as people are listening to this, so practical. And I love the way that you're sharing that. So you're really sharing with us the power of removing yourself. And it's that mindset, right? It's that thing that gets us held up the most. That's where we find ourselves the most stuck. Well, the, the key here is adjusting your biochemistry to get an adjustment in your mindset. Most people try to feed their mindset, hoping to get an adjustment in their biochemistry. Because if we feel down and we go read a bunch of positive stuff, we think it's going to make us feel up. Versus if you feel down and you go shock your system into a light stage of fight or flight, now your system is up and now your mind is a lot more susceptible to receiving that positive information. If you feel down and your whole mind is going nutty because you just screwed up and it's going to mess up the whole game and you're down five strokes now, blah, 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 and you reset the whole nervous system, you change the biochemistry and all of a sudden your mind is available to take this as a brand new first time shot, even though you're on the 10th hole. So our belief is change the biochemistry. And the fun part is there's so many ways to do it that through breathing, through uh, just movement, through you, you know, using temperature-driven adjustments of your physiology with that cold shower. There's so many ways to do it. And none of these are new. I mean, that stuff's ancient. That's like monks in the hills of Tibet meditating in a loincloth in the middle of you know, 10-inch deep snow, but somehow they're steaming and not cold. Like it's ancient arts that have been around a very long time, but very few people knew how to get there. And it used to take years of practice, a lifetime of practice to reach this level, which now can be taught in, you know, four, five, six days. So you're passionate about the, the teaching of the concept, it sounds like. Well, I'm passionate of the result. I like people having the ability to get knocked down and life shoves their face in the mud and they feel like there's nothing left and they can go, no, you know what? I'm going to breathe my way out of this. I'm going to get focused on where I go. And I'm going to do something every single day to move through this. They're like, yes. Um, you know, we live in a time in history, specifically in you know, developed nations, that we haven't seen uh, something like the Great Depression in quite some time. Most of us in our lifetime have not experienced that. We have not had to go stand in a bread line for 12 hours to have the opportunity to get one piece of bread for our family or to go stand in the line for eight hours to get an opportunity to put in two hours of work to earn the 25 cents to go get the bread. Most of us are in a position where we're like, oh, I don't want to do that job. 
I need to do what I'm passionate about. I need to do what I love. I need to do what my soul, a key guy spirit calling is, which is awesome. It's a privilege to be able to do that. And I think it's amazing. At the same time, we forget where we came from as a country. And if you look at the economies and the way things are shifting in the world, every so often an empire gets knocked down to its knees. And there's no reason that the U.S. is any different as far as this. And, and if you look at what's going on in the world economies right now, it looks like we're close to a possible shift where it will not be the leading force in the world. And if that happens, you better be mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually resilient uh, when times change and you got to adapt. Okay, so how do you tie your soul into this? Because, Jarek, there's a lot about you. You're very soul-based, right? So we're talking about performance. We're talking about business and, and strategies. But it's really soul-based. And I think a lot of people feel that from you and they understand. How do you tap into it and, and um, give us some insight into how powerful the soul-based concept of being a performer and an achiever is? It's something you don't realize until you have to. I got my first flavor of that when I was told I had six days left to live uh, by a doctor in a village in Uganda and I had malaria for the second time and, and I was lying in a bed and you know, one of my lungs was starting to shut down. I was wheezing, having trouble breathing, couldn't see straight, couldn't stand up, had levels of vertigo going on, like stand up, pass out, throw up, fall over, poop my pants kind of stuff. It was bad. And it was my stubbornness that got that far down the road, but, but it happened. And I had 55,000 parasites per one red blood cell in my body, which is way too many. And I got told I had six days left to live. And all of a sudden, I got a soulful experience, a spirit level experience of is this really it? Or was I meant to live for something more than just the next six days? And, and I remember I had to sit down and, you know, there was a friend who was the moonlight in my darkest hour. His name was Jack. And this guy showed up when I was lying on the ground, having, and I was, my body was literally overheating. And he saw me there and didn't know what to do. So we went and got a bucket of water and a rag and just started like dripping cold water on my forehead for me, which actually kept me alive. And in, in those moments, that's out of your control. You can't do that. There's nothing I could do in that moment. I mean, I could take the medicine and wait, but besides waiting for something to possibly help, there's nothing you can control in that moment. And we forget, we think we're so in control of our lives until we get in moments that remind us how out of control we are and, and it humbles us in those moments. And that's where I think soul comes in. That's where I think something beyond ourselves comes in. There's a second piece of this, which is spirit. And I think there's, in most humans, there's an animal and a spirit. And the animal has cravings and urges and desires. And a spirit is when we're our best selves. My wife and I talk about this often. You know, we're either our best self, our average self, or our worst self. How much sleep you had that night, if you ate or not, if you worked out or not, if you meditated or not, all things that kind of help us fluctuate up and down that scale. Because when you're your best self and you see someone else succeed, you're like, yes. You do that. Keep going. I'm proud of you. When you're your worst self and even your best friend in the world succeeds, you're like, oh, lucky bastard. What's wrong with them? Oh, they're just greedy. They're greedy mofo. And you're like, why are you upset at somebody? Like someone you love is succeeding. It's not like the drug lord from El Salvador just succeeded. It's like your best friend you grew up with got 10 steps further to their goal. And you're like, Ugh. and it's only because you're in your animal. If you go eat some food, get some great quality sleep, do some meditation, work out, work towards something you're good at, you know, journal five things you're grateful for from that day, go volunteer for two hours. All these things are scientifically proven to elevate your mood and happiness and satisfaction with life. So if you go do all those things, all of a sudden you're on the other side and you're like, yes, 
yes, I'm proud of them. Keep going. And your inner spirit, your spirit wants the most for everyone. It wants to give and serve and love. Your animals, like screw everybody else. I need to eat and, and I need to procreate, like get out of my way. Um, right. and, and so it's that element of elevating <laughs> right. through right. soulful experiences, many of which will level us to our knees and, and being grateful when those happen instead of pissed off or angry or thinking, why me? It's like, nah, yes. I need, what did I need the reminder of? A lady told me one time on a, on a cruise ship, we were going around the world, and she told me, she says, you know, life will send you a whisper, and if you pay attention, you get the lesson. You don't pay attention, life's going to huck a brick at you and it's going to hurt and it'll get your attention. If you don't pay attention to the brick and you still keep going, life will burn your entire house down until you get the message and it will take everything away from you until you pay attention. And so I, I became a student of whispers. Uh, stuff happens. I'm like, ooh, is that a whisper? Ooh, I don't know. I like that. So people, it looks like I'm superstitious <laughs> sometimes because I'm like, what was that? Where did that come from? <laughs> Is that a whisper because right. I don't want to break? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you make it sound so simple. I mean, would you say, I mean, no, truly, and obviously you're ingrained in this, right? It's just who you are and it's your environment, your atmosphere, but it does sound simple. What advice do you have for somebody who's listening to this episode and they're a young entrepreneur, right? And they want to be a high achiever and a high performer. And, you know, you talk about, you know, all of the different things that young people are going through today. What kinds of advice do you have for them as they're listening to this and they're listening to somebody who's obviously experienced a lot, okay? How can they connect to it? How can they resonate and make it really make an impact for themselves? Um, so we broke this down into the simplest formula I, I, I've heard of, which is learn it, live it, give it. And it starts with where you want to go. So whatever you want to accomplish uh, step one, put together a curriculum. I call this my personal PhD on a subject. I wanted to have a relationship. All the relationships I was having at that stage of my life lasted about three months and I couldn't figure out why. And, and I remember sitting down and I said, okay, I'm going to learn what it takes to have a lasting, beautiful, fulfilling, passionate, loving relationship with a lot of trust and commitment that naturally is there. I'm going to learn that. And I studied it for five years before I met my wife. I, went, I took courses. I read books. I went to lectures. I watched YouTube videos. I downloaded online programs. I gathered every bit of information I possibly could. And after five years of study and research, I figured out there was a little formula of how to identify the right stage and moment of a life when a man is ready for a certain level of responsibility. And in this case, for me, a woman is ready to connect and, and she's ready for certain levels of responsibility in, in connection. And I figured out how to match it, how to filter for it, how to identify it, and how to figure out which types of personality types, which types of emotional pairing types, what types of relationship expectations fit well together. I identified the core values and all these key elements. And there's about 10 different filters I used. And then I figured out how to summarize it in a 90-second little speech I could give that was so specifically clear, it would tell you who is and who isn't exactly who I'm looking for in this moment. And I started telling it to my friends. I told it to my neighbor. I told it to people I went to church with. I told everybody. And they started helping me filter the community around us to find someone who really, truly would want to receive all the things I most wanted to give and share with them. And as that came to fruition, I found my wife. My neighbor helped me find my wife. She goes, I know who that is. And I said, really? Wow. And she introduced me. And, and we, we spent four and a half hours in our very first conversation and me sharing everything to the wildest detail of what I wanted to share with her most 
and I hope she wanted to receive an experience in our life. I described where we were going. I described how we would live. I described all the details. And there was something I learned in the process of that five years of studying, which was do not say anything about the future unless you can absolutely promise with all of who you are. And she can take a sledgehammer to your soft parts if you do not deliver. (laughs) Men talk in possibility and women listen and promise. So you're promising her this if you're saying it out loud and you better deliver or your head is on the line. And so there was not one single thing in that four hours that I said that I have not delivered on. And I will absolutely continue to deliver on everything I promised her in that moment. And we've been together ever since. Now here's what's wild. We never stopped with our personal learn it PhD. There's courses I'm in right now. Uh, let me grab the binders, see if I can get them. So there's these two courses that I'm going through. This is level one of clinical Gottman therapy for marriage and family. And there's my certificate on the back because I finished it. And this is level two of Gottman therapy who's done their marriage and family therapists who've done 30 years of research on what makes or breaks a couple, what creates a master relationship or disaster relationship. And they have 3,000 couples studied for 30 years showing the exact seven things that makes or breaks a relationship. So we continue to learn, even though we've got the result, we continue to learn. We continue to live it, which is applying everything we're learning. So learn it, live it, give it. We're, we're living everything we're learning and practicing and applying and measuring and figuring out how it works and when it works and when it doesn't. And then we give it, we pay it forward. Uh, in the near future, we're planning on taking a lot of this stuff that I, we've now been studying and practicing for over 10 years together, five years together, five years before her. So 10 years for me, I've been studying and practicing this stuff and five years of practical application of seeing how and when and where it works best. And we're going to wrap that into a little mini program of how to find that person and how to filter and how to talk to them. And, and so it's a really simple process. When people want to get started in something, sit down and say, hey, what's the topic I want my personal PhD on? Put together an entire curriculum for yourself of what you'll read, listen to, learn from, who you're going to study and research about, and you want to learn it. Once you have enough information, immediately start applying everything you're learning and live it. Really, truly get the result in your life. So you're eating, walking, talking, moving, breathing it. And then when, it, when you see what works and what doesn't, and you have enough research, like years of study and practical research, then start sharing it. What I saw was a bunch of people who'd take a course and then you know, go teach a course on the course they just taught. And I'm like, what are you doing? And I was guilty of that. I attended a course and I was like, oh, I should teach everyone this stuff. <laughs> and I had not a whole lot of living it. And so I literally wrote a book on this topic called Live It because <laughs> I saw way too many people trying to skip a step. And so, you know, the whole concept of living it, you got to do it. And, and the little quote I always use to represent this is your actions speak so loud, people can't hear a word coming out of your mouth. Mm. Powerful. Powerful. Okay. So first off, you have the luckiest wife in the world, Jarek. I mean, I'm just, as people are listening to that, but I love it, but what a great role model. I mean, what a great example of how you achieved the life that you're living today. And it's very applicable. Anybody could do it. And I love that you're breaking it down because that extension, passing that baton is very, very powerful. Because I don't think a lot of people know that it's that important. It is. Does your wife... I'm curious too. Did she was does. your wife as self-studied before coming into this relationship? Okay. Was. What was can you give me an insight on that at all? So when I met her, what was interesting, we were studying different things, but now they've overlapped. Um, when when I met her, she was working on her MBA and she had studied business at Chalalungkorn over in Thailand. She had studied in practical application of that business school over in with Johnson and Johnson in China. 
Um, she moved back to the U.S. and was finishing her MBA at San Diego State. And when we met, when I met her, she was practicing and applying business, and I was practicing and applying love and relationships. And since then, we've kind of done a a line and cross where I had been studying a little bit of business before I met her. But when her and I really took it up together, we amplified that study and research together where we, we joined a mastermind group about business growth. We, we took probably three or four or five you know, master's level courses on, on business stuff. I was working on my online MBA to catch up with her on everything she knew. Um, we're studying and researching with piles and piles of business books around here. And so I've been spending probably the last six or seven years studying business a little, you know, when we started dating and then we've been married for five years now in September. And, and so about six years of studying the business stuff with her, and I invited her to start studying all the relationships stuff with me. And so together, we study both of those two topics, and we're about 10 or 11 years into our, our PhD on relationships. And I'm, she's ahead of me in business, but I'm about six years into my, my personal PhD in business. Wow. Right. And you're so positioned. But so you see the need for it. Where do you see it the most? Everywhere. A lot of people want instant answers. They, they want a guru. They want someone that tells them, hey, do this and everything will be fixed. Um, a lot of people are so consumed with the problem that they're not even trying. And, and a lot of people just love the distractions. They like to go do stuff to, you know, entertain themselves out of having to do any of the, the little bit of lifting that goes with this. And if you fall in love with the process of learning, uh, it's amazing. It's amazing what you can do. I have a friend of mine who grew up on the streets of uh, Detroit and, you know, he didn't finish school, got kicked out of school at one point and took him like 12 or 13 years to get his GED. And, and he got addicted. Once he got his GED, he's like, you know what, I'm going to go get my college degree. And he did it. And that took him a grip of years to do. He's like, you know what, I'm going to get my master's. And then he went and did it. And then this guy went all the way to get his PhD in education. And now he goes and speaks to young people at schools all over and, and big corporations too, but young people saying, hey. Uh, you know, I, I was a homeless kid sleeping in abandoned buildings, eating out of trash cans. And now I have my PhD and here's what it's done for me in my life. Cause it, and my favorite thing with him, he says, I'm not the smartest guy. Those like the magna cum laude students. They wake up and just get it done. Right. Like in order for right. me to have a chance at keeping up with them, I would get up at three 30 in the morning and start studying earlier so that by the time they woke up, I had enough of a head start to have a chance to compete. Absolutely. Wow. Okay. So we're coming into the close of the episode here. What do you find, and just kind of a challenge question, what do you find as, as people are going through, um, they want to be a high achiever, high performer, they're bumping up against, you know, the challenge of making that a reality. Do you have any advice to help somebody who's in that space that's listening to this episode and um, just your advice on that? Um, so it depends on what the challenge is. So for the people I work with most often, 35 to 45 year old, predominantly male entrepreneurs, the challenge is becoming, they have so many things going on in their life. They're usually in a significant relationship. They have their business as their main priority. They're trying to stay healthy. They usually have one or you know, zero to three kids, or they might have their first one on the way, which is radically going to screw up their sleep cycles. You know, they, they're so busy. And I use the example of if someone did really well in business and they bought themselves one of those cool Gulfstream 650 ER long range, $80 million jets. And, and you know, you're in Teterboro Airport in New York and you jump on the stairs and they go, hey boss, okay, we're going to take off to San Francisco for that meeting. And on your way up the stairs, they go, oh, just one thing. We have about 25% of the gas tank full. We're going to run out of gas around Denver 
but it's okay. It's a plane. We'll just kind of like let it float its way into California. We're cool, right? He's like, <laughs> no, are you an idiot? That's not how planes work, especially this one. It's $80 million and we're on board. You're going to kill us. Are you insane? But my types of clients will wake up, miss breakfast, have about 25% of their tank full from yesterday and go all the way till three, four in the afternoon without eating, thinking they're just going to somehow mentally, emotionally, and physically coast into San Francisco, which is idiotic and very, very silly decision. And so we look at those simple things like having certain things to eat at the right time. Uh, you know, that makes a big difference for people. So what I would do is I always look at someone holistically and say, okay, sleep, nutrition, exercise, movement, mindfulness, peer group, happiness, relationship. Let's measure where you're actually at. Let's see what your habits. There was a study at Duke University that said 60% of what we do every day is nothing more than an autonomic and automatic habit, meaning it is an unconscious habit, which means whatever the habits you built into your nervous system, that is the result you're currently achieving. If, if you want to change the results, you're going to have to go back and rewire those habits. And there's tons of books written on habit change right now, which is awesome. And, and so if people are struggling, more often than not, they just have a few bad habits that are getting them the result called struggling. And if we go back and identify the habit that's producing this result called struggle, and we rewire in a new habit to get a result called amazing world-class results, and then they get addicted to doing the habit, that 60% of what they do unconsciously every day will actually be getting them a phenomenal result. The way that I show this to people, just as a visual real quick, is, and, and, and this is important, we can, sorry, got to erase the little board, but this is. This is good. Yeah, this is no, so I love useful it. I love visuals. <laughs> they need to see it to, for it to make sense. But if we're X over in the corner and we're going to go and we're going to put 99% over here in the far right of this graph, and we're, that's going to represent the mass majority of people. We're going to circle it so people know where we're going. And if you look at most people's results, how happy are most people? Not that happy. How healthy are most people? Not that healthy. How is most people's relationships doing? Uh, not that good. How is most people financially doing? Mm, not so good. Uh, and so I'm like, is that the goal? They're like, no. I'm like, okay, good. So then we throw up the 1%. And this pisses some people off immediately because I'm like, oh, we want to be the 1%. And they're like, oh, I don't want to be those greedy Wall Street bastards. I'm like, okay. You've certainly been trained by the media. Let's let that one go. And say, right. you be the 1% of givers in your community. You want to be the one percent right? of give, people who give more to the things that matter in your community and support the ones in need more than anyone else. Do you want to be the one percent of the happiest people in your community? Do you want to be the one percent of the healthiest people in community? Do you want to the one be the one percent of the most amazing marriage and, and loving relationship in your community? And they're like, oh yeah, yeah, I definitely want that. So okay, great. And I said, well, let me see your vision board. Let me see your goals. Let me see what you're going after. And they show me their goals. And when I look at these boards, I don't see. 400,000 a year with a, you know, an okay house with 2.3 kids and like a decently happy relationship. That's not what I see, but that's the 1%. What I see is something that's up here called the 0.001%. What most people are aiming for is the 0.001% of results in the world up here. This is what they're aiming for in their mind. But if we look at their habits, it's that dotted line of the 99%. And here's the key. The math will never add up. If you do these habits, you will never, ever, 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 ever get these results. Ever. And so the question becomes, what's the habit necessary to get us at least to that 1% of results? And if not, ideally, 
to that 0.001% result we're dreaming of. And if we can figure out the habits that actually get those kind of results, now we know what to work on every day. Right. Right. Well, and that you take it from the thinking to the doing, right? I mean, you can get out of the way of yourself. And that's when I think it starts to really, really add up. Well, this has been an absolute delight, Jerk. You have just done some amazing things. Where can we find resources? I mean, if you could point us in a direction to, I know that your, um, you talk about your TED Talk refers to that 18-minute video that you have on your TED Talk, um, shares a little bit about your experience that um, kind of has that soul-based story to it, which, you know, that's out there. But where can we find you? I mean, what would you recommend for somebody that watches this episode, wants to learn more, is triggered by something powerful that you have shared? Where can we find that? Come on over to my website. It's jerickrobbins.com, J-A-I-R-E-K-R-O-B-B-I-N-S. Go to jerickrobbins.com. Check out my website. We have a ton of free content we're always pushing out. Find me on Instagram. I push a lot of content every single day. Um, just follow the live stories. It, I, I, I mean, there's anywhere between 20 to 100 plus posts in there every single day of me pushing good thoughts out for people who need it. Uh, you can find me on, I mean, if you Google me, you'll see us on YouTube, JRC TV, where we push out cool little short videos. It's all over. But, but come to my website, Google me. Um, the Google, if you see this face when you Google, that's me. If not, keep trying. Uh, my name is Tricky <laughs> on the first name. But hopefully you can find it. Okay. Do you have any events that are coming up that we can get in the room with you that you would like to profile and share right now for our audience? Anything that's finishing out 2019? Yeah. I mean, there's one probably too soon. I'm speaking with dad and Pitbull and uh, the Shark Tank guys and, and all that this weekend in New Jersey. And, and, and we have a real estate wealth expo going on there. So you can go to real estate wealth expo and, and see those big events. I don't know how to properly say this one. We have a, a stadium with 15,000 people in Germany I'm speaking at in November. And I will email you the link because I do not know how to say it properly. But if you're okay. over in Europe, come and hang out with us there. Yes. Um, and then we have a business building boot camp for coaches, people just getting started in their coaching practice. They can come join with us in Miami. That's on our website, performancecoachuniversity.com. So hopefully those are three places. Yeah, those are fantastic. How much international business are you doing right now, Jarek? Is that is that a focus? Yeah, quite a bit. Yeah, we do a lot. We have partners in Dubai that help us promote in the Middle East. We have partners in Europe that help promote us all over there. We have some light partnerships in Australia, not as many, but we have people reaching. I just had a guy, we have a call today at or tomorrow at like four or five um, who wants to bring me out to Australia with success resources and start doing those. Fantastic. A lot of humanitarianism is in the world. I mean, I just love watching what you do and and keep it up. And, and I've enjoyed watching your relationship videos that you're doing on your Instagram. I think that's very powerful. And there's just these little snippets of information that um, definitely can move someone's mountain. So that's what uh, brought me to you. So thank you so much. I am very grateful for having this, this time to learn from you and, um, and have you share with our audience of entrepreneurs and performers. So thank you for that. Well, thank you for giving me the time. And thank you everyone for taking time to listen to this. It means a lot. Absolutely. Okay. So we're going to wrap up this episode. You can also visit our website at marlohiggins.com where you can also connect to Jarek's resources and find him, add him to your circle of influence, be part of his resources and share that with other people. And if there's anything in this conversation that sparked interest or inspired you in some way, put it in the comment section below. We have the Performing Get Paid Facebook community. So we'll, we'll interact and we'll connect with you and we'll answer any questions that you might have. So once again, Jarek, this has been an absolute delight. Very, very uh, grateful for this. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. 
As your chief inspirational officer, I coach executives to gain clarity and remove self-doubt to increase performance in sales. To book a complimentary coaching session with me, simply visit marlohiggins.com and click on the work with me tab to schedule a call. Did you like this podcast? If so, subscribe and share with all of your friends. And if you want even more awesome resources to gain clarity and remove self-doubt, plus some personal insights from me that I only share in email, get yourself over to marlohiggins.com and sign up for the email updates. Thank you so much for listening and I'll catch you next week on 22 Motivational Minutes with Marlo. If you're into it, subscribe, leave a review and tell all of your friends. We would sure appreciate it.